Hello, listeners. Welcome to Three Cities Rambling. We are three great friends from different countries who met while we are all attending great graduate school in beautiful Charm City, Baltimore. As that chapter of our lives ended, then we moved once again to different cities to pursue the next thing in life. This is a podcast to document our journey, friendship, and most of all, sharing our chapters of adulting with you guys. Hello, this is Heather, today's host, and welcome to the first episode of the Three Cities Rambling. Since it's our first episode, we thought we might need to spare some time to introduce a little bit about ourselves first, how we met each other, and why we're doing this podcast. Um, <laughs> let me start with me. Um, I'm Heather, again, and I'm a marketing manager at Line, a messenger company. I'm not sure um, how many of you are aware of Line, but as WhatsApp is dominant messenger app in a lot of countries, um, some Asian countries, including Japan, Taiwan, and Thailand, are using Line. And I've been living in Korea for all my life, except the years spent in the U.S. when I went to graduate school. That's when I met Stephanie and Liz for the first time. So, Liz, could you introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Liz. Uh, I'm a research and evaluation manager for an international nonprofit that focuses on youth development, and its headquarters are in uh, Baltimore. And I initially came to the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area after completing my master's in education to teach high school English. But not long after that, I decided to further my education and attended uh, Johns Hopkins School of Education's PhD program. And I've been in the DMV area since 2012 and I've lived in Baltimore for uh, over five years now. So uh, nice to meet you all. All right. And I Stephanie? guess my turn. Um, hi, my name is Stephanie and I'm a digital marketer um, at an online jewelry company. I'm currently based in New York, but I'm originally from Singapore. I have been in marketing and in the fashion industry for a while now, um, starting from the time when I was working in Singapore at an e-commerce fashion company and then moving to the States to um, pursue my master's. I think this is where um, we all met up in Baltimore and uh, <laughs> I was schoolmate with Heather. and. After graduating from uh, graduate school, I just continued working as a growth marketer. And then recently I transitioned myself into a product manager role at uh, my current company. Um, okay, um, let's talk more about how we uh, met each other. Um, as Stephanie already like mentioned, uh, uh, we met in Baltimore for graduate school at Johns Hopkins. And as far as I know, Stephanie and Liz got to know each other at the church, right? Yeah. Um, so actually, I reached out to Liz when I first moved to Baltimore. I know nobody. Um, so I saw uh, the email address of a Christian fellowship group on campus. And so I reached out to Liz over email. We met up for coffee. And I guess I proved to Liz that uh, I'm not a creep. <laughs> and so we continued to hang out. Right, Liz? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was one of the small group leaders for the fellowship group at the time. And I was really uh, excited to get Stephanie's message, being an international student of some sorts myself. Uh, I didn't say this earlier, but I also um, was in Korea, South Korea, um, from the age of seven to the end of high school. So a 
big chunk of my, uh, I guess, young life was in Korea. So um, yeah, I always loved meeting new people and especially international students. So once Stephanie and I started hanging out more, I was also introduced to Heather and some other Johns Hopkins friends um, in the area as well. So um, we are from different cities, spent some time together at the same city, and now we are apart again, working in different cities, living our lives. So with this little bit of information of us three, we've decided to make our first episode a special one as we will talk further about different cities and the three keywords that represent each city. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's talk, let's start with the Baltimore. Uh, Because Liz is currently living in Baltimore, could you tell, start from um, show introducing your three keywords that represent the city yeah so baltimore is definitely an unexpected city for me i came again like i said earlier i came for graduate school and i thought i would be gone after that but somehow i'm still here (laughs) i met my husband here i met some really great friends here um and just finding more and more things um, that I appreciate about Baltimore. So the three words that I think are three phrases, I guess, not all of them are truly one word. Um, but the first I would say is a connector. Uh, Baltimore, believe it or not, is a connector. I think there's a lot of schools like Johns Hopkins or University of Maryland that are here, um, as well as hospitals. Um, so the healthcare industry and Baltimore brings in a diverse group of people. It brought obviously it brought all of us together from different countries um, in the same city. So um, I think that's it, it plays a really strong connector role, but also um, proximity-wise to Philadelphia, DC, New York, other major cities. So it's also a really great way to get accessibility and great way to get to other other major cities as well. So I think it draws in a diverse group of people. Uh, but it also connects to other communities that are that are nearby as well. So I think connector is my first word when I think about um, Baltimore. Um, and then the second is uh, what I heard from another from another person. Uh, it's called the Silicon Valley of healthcare is how he had described Baltimore. So I had a conversation with a postdoc student from Turkey um, at like a like a mixer that I was at a while ago. And he had traveled from Turkey to Baltimore because he said that there and internationally, Baltimore is considered the Silicon Valley of healthcare, especially with Johns Hopkins and University of Maryland healthcare systems. Um, they're really spearheading a lot of the research and um, you know work you work in the healthcare industry. And as you probably know, with the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic, the Johns Hopkins tracker is probably one of the mm. most cited trackers as well. So you know, healthcare definitely is. A big industry in Baltimore. So I'd say that's the second word or phrase. And then the last phrase, you mentioned it earlier, Heather, too. <laughs> it's Charm City. Charm City. Some people think that it's very, I, I don't know, they say kind of ironically that it's Charm City because, you know, Baltimore has the image of being, you know, violent and, you know, drug ridden and all of that. And which some parts of that are true is true definitely but i think the charming part for me comes from uh, the people that they're really unassuming and um just down to earth and i've lived in other cities like san francisco and boston um, and you know each city has its own feel and vibe 
in terms of the people and who live there. Um, but compared to Boston or SF, I feel that Baltimore is really raw and unapologetic in a very refreshing way. Um, they can be kind of in your face, <laughs> but kind of take me as I am um, attitude. So I think in that way, it's a, you know, it's a small town, small community, and just uh, very, I guess, unchained. <laughs> so that, that feels charming to me. Mm-hmm. I think I definitely uh, agree with that. Coming to Baltimore, I think it's like straight out of Singapore, it's like a very different vibe and environment. And mm-hmm. I think it, you know, it definitely, I've seen both sides. And, you know, there's definitely like the, the dangerous side or like, you know, the slightly less than manicured um, side of the city. But at the same time, like, I think as we lived there for a little while more, like, you know, you, you definitely discover the unique charm of the city. And I definitely agree that it's, it's true to itself and it's unapologetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, yeah. Let's move on to New York, where Stephanie is currently living, right? Um, I've been to, actually, I've been to New York like several times as well when I was in Baltimore um, so, since it was only four hours driving and uh, I was absolutely, absolutely fascinated by the city there. Um, even with the most expensive living coast in the world, New York is definitely one of the cities many people adore or have dreamed of living. What's your thought about the city, Stephanie? <laughs> I think I definitely agree that this city is uh, one of the most dreamed of places. <laughs> I myself, like I think coming to the States to pursue my master's and then like, you know, having that desire to work in somewhere new and to like, you know, experience new things and create new adventures for myself. I definitely see uh, New York as one of the destinations to go to. I definitely dream of like, you know, working in a startup in New York and like experiencing that big city life. And so it's a little bit of a dream come true for me um, to mm. be able to come here and work right now. Um, but I've, of course, like, you know, I think that there's differences when it comes to like coming to New York as a traveler versus someone who is like currently working and living here. So I think my three words uh, to describe this this city would be First one, um, maybe let me start off with like the more <laughs> positive ones, which is um, food for sure. Um, I think New York definitely has the best, one of the best food in the world. Like it's just, it's a melting pot of like so many different cultures and so many different people internationally that come to New York to pursue their dreams. And with that, it just comes with all these like, you know, food options. And um, it's really like, I, I would say that like you're spoiled for choice. And so, when I think of New York, the first thing I think of is Food Haven, um, that's for sure. And then the second thing would be vibrance. Um, I think it's a city with a heartbeat, like it never rests, it never stops, and it never sleeps, um, except for now because of COVID. <laughs> but before COVID, like, you know, the streets are always busy, the nights, I mean, I think it's, I guess it's synonymous with a lot of the cities in the rest of the world, like, you know, like Seoul, um, I think it has the same kind of energy that it brings, you know, with people, so many people living in it and just people hanging out. So vibrance is one thing. And I think my last word for New York, which is the one that I think I least uh, I least expected. I mean, I kind of know about it, but I really didn't know the extent of it. Um, but my last word for New York would be workaholism. <laughs> New Yorkers really love to work. And 
I find myself um, kind of having to adapt and also changing. Um, I feel like, so before New York, I always felt like I know what fast pace is coming from Singapore. And I know what like, you know, the red race is like being competitive, uh, wanting to get ahead or like, you know, pushing yourself to do better and better and better, um, walking really fast. Like I thought I was all of that. But when I came to New York, it really showed me a whole new level of what all like I began walking so fast because you're constantly in a time crunch, right? You don't have time. Like, you know, every every minute counts. You got to get into the office sooner. You got to like go this, get this done, get that done. So I think the one word is actually workaholism. Like everyone is here because of their dream. Everyone is pursuing their dream. And so every living second is dedicated to that pursuit. And so sometimes like, if you're not too careful, I do find that sometimes I feel a little bit burned out um, mm. at some point. And I think that's something that I really have to watch. And I don't think I'm alone in this because like, you know, I talk to my friends and that feeling of being burned out can get quite real um, because we dedicate so many waking hours to our work and work never stops. Just like the city, the city never stops. So mm. yeah, I think, I think that's like my holistic view of the city and like, uh, from you know becoming from being a traveler to like becoming someone who actually lives here and works here mm. yeah yeah being as a traveler and like worker it might be a little bit different especially yeah. in New York yeah mm. um, I think I only have the experience from being like a traveler um, mm, and I remember too. right the first time I went to New York was when I actually turned 21 <laughs> big city like I've, I think at that, at that time I was living in Boston but I had come from the west coast so like this east coast was oh very new mm. and oh my gosh it was just so magical you know I think and it was just like like you said it's very vibrant and the food is amazing I remember we had like um, unlimited sushi and sake and then <laughs> <laughs> which was like new to me so I don't know if that was even a thing and right. then the next morning when I woke up from my hotel there was a giant crowd of Mario's you know like oh, in the game wow. Mario and Luigi's and I think that everyone a lot of people dressed up like them I think there was some kind of festival but it was just so crazy to wake up and then there's like you're in the middle of a parade you know <laughs> so I do think from the traveler's perspective yeah New York is amazing it's vibrant it's it's exciting there's always something new and hip going on but I can definitely see how exhausting it can be when you're when you're the one kind of producing that or yeah I think has a lot of like similarities with like other cities so like yeah like, I know Heather you live in Seoul right now so mm. like curious what do you think of Seoul and any similarities with what I just say yeah I mean in terms of like workaholism Seoul is not much different from New York I think because I don't know like as New York is um, so many people adore living in to living in New York and so many people want to um, live in Seoul as well. Uh, the city is usually overpopulated, so I oh. think that creates um, like um, competition. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I think it's just um, destiny of city life, a big city life. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's, it's just a trade-off. Like, mm. about it. Yeah, yeah. Stressful sometimes, but mm. with it comes a lot of like the good side. 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, that re- relates to my first keyword of Seoul, which is、um, fast and convenient. Because Seoul is、uh, known for its、um, IT and its、uh, fast and、um, in everything. Internet is really fast and its delivery service is amazing. Like, for example,、mm-hmm. like all the shipping, I mean, even not in Seoul, it's, it's, it, it,、um, it, it is for all Korea. All the sh- shipping are within two days. It's like,、um, because like US is very,、um, the land is very big, it takes long. That was one of the shocking facts that I first came to the US. But in Korea, everything is really fast. If you order something, it comes the next morning or something like that. It's like、um, uh, subscribing on Amazon Prime for free.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, we have a really、um, sophisticated and,、um, um, app called Pedare Minjo, which is translated as a tribe of delivery. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so with the, with the app, you can deliver food anywhere where you are. Even you can like,、um, order a food in the middle of a park, they, they will anyway find you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's still a mystery how they find it in the middle of the park, but anyway, they do. <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> and like stores, cafes, and restaurants are like open 24 hours. Seven, so it's really convenient. Like, if you are lost, you can go just like swing by anywhere, like beside you, and go there and have some coffee there. Yeah, I really like that. I have been to Seoul several times as a tourist, and I think、mm. I really love the cafe culture. <laughs> oh, I miss it so much. Yes. Well, I didn't <laughs> maybe too many cafes, like too many choices. Like, maybe. <laughs> Too much competition. Yeah, yeah, that's、uh, that's also re- resonated with competition. <laughs> well, definitely really awesome for, for me. Yeah. For okay, and my second、uh, keyword is the center of、um, K culture.、Um, it's actually, I think, recently, I mean, not recently, booming from like several years ago, starting from、uh, Sai's Gangnam style. <laughs> and like, Now, BTS is really famous, and、um, the movie Parasite、uh, won the Academy Award. So,、yeah. I think it's just、um, I think the golden age of Korean culture, which is、uh, fairly like, spreading throughout the world well.、Mm-hmm. And my third keyword is、um, retro and analog. Because, I mean, this. This keyword is a little bit different from the two that I introduced before、uh, because Korea has been developed fairly rapidly. Many cities in Korea, especially Seoul, are like, quite modernized with skyscrapers and roads and apartments, etc. So,、uh, at, and, the, and, and at the same time, there is a great number of people who are、um, kind of nostalgic for so called old Korean and old Korean culture. Like,、uh, for example, like hillside villages, alley,、wow. like a maze and everything. So,、uh, people are now seeking for uh, like uh, a small alleys in, inside Seoul, which is not developed fairly. 
but it's like a hidden gem inside a soul. So they wow. seek for, um, I mean, to grabbing a cup of, like uh, driving a glass of beer there and having a like old vibe there. I think mm-hmm. that's another mm-hmm. um, keyword that represent the current soul. I'm a K drama lover, and I definitely <laughs> saw a lot of the drama film in those alleys. And oh I, yeah. Mm. and it's so crazy how things have changed within like the past i don't know 10-15 years because i remember when i was growing up in california as a child Mm. and i would say oh someone would ask me oh where are you from i'd say korea and they're like where's korea is that next to china (laughs) yeah no they only knew china and japan they didn't know like this korea even Uh, exists but now you know people are taking like korean language classes just you know for fun watching Mm. these dramas they can sometimes tell so yeah, good. exactly. I don't even know BTS, and some of my like white friends know BTS much better than I do. So <laughs> it is amazing how, and you know, not not too not too long, right? This this whole explosion of yeah, yeah, the high what we called it, right? The Korean wave. Yeah, Korean Yeah. Well, I hope that one day more people actually know where Singapore is because right now I think I'm still. Hey, ex- you got crazy rich Asians. Crazy rich Asians. <laughs> <laughs> crazy rich Asians. <laughs> Yeah, like here in the States, like it's just like sometimes you still meet people who are like, oh, where you come from? I'm, I'm from Singapore. Oh, where is that? And then I'm like, no, it's not part of China. <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought everybody knows Singapore because it's no, like I most of the headquarters, like Asian headquarters are located in Singapore. Well, yeah, I think like in the bigger cities, maybe like in cities like New York, people know where Singapore mm-hmm. is, but like, you know, when like I go to like maybe smaller towns, like people wouldn't have necessarily heard of it, mm. and so mm. I think it's still like what it was for Korea, like back in mm. the day. Mm. Um, but obviously mm. now, like you know, K-pop really like blew up, and people really are into like Korean culture and things. Thanks to Korean culture, like people are more I think open-minded about Asian culture too. So I yeah. think that's definitely a a nice thing to to see. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So then, could you tell me your three keywords about Singapore? Um, yeah, sure. So I'm originally from Singapore, and I think my three keywords for Singapore would be, um, I think, pretty similar to. I would say pretty similar to Seoul. Mm, I agree. <laughs> Uh, so my three keywords for Singapore would be, um, I think the first one is Garden City. Um, it's a very stark difference from New York where I live now. I'm so sorry. But, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely see the difference um, because I came from, you know, I live in both uh, countries. And I think to me, it really accentuates that cleanliness of uh, Singapore and the amount of trees and greeneries that mm. this have. And so like, you know, just like how Baltimore has like a nickname of Trump City, I think Singapore's, uh, the name for Singapore has always been Garden City. So that's like the first word. And then the second word is like efficiency. So I think it's very similar to Seoul and like all the big cities. There's this obsession for efficiency. Everything has to be quick, you know, like Korea is like, bye, bye. And so like <laughs> everything has to be quick, has to be efficient, um, time saving. So, you know, and also like the whole idea of like doing better and better. I think it's maybe like an Asian culture thing too. There's a strong emphasis on success and doing things well 
So you're always being pushed to do better. So efficiency is one word. And then the last keyword would be a melting pot of culture. So Singapore began as like you know a trading hub. That's like the very early history of how Singapore came about, and so it attracted a lot of different people, uh, immigrants to come to Singapore. So people from China, from India, from Malaysia, like you know we have all different races who settle down in Singapore. And so being Singaporean doesn't mean one racial type. Being Singaporean means like. A hybrid identity of all these different cultures that is mixing within you that you grew up with, and I think in recent years too, we started seeing like um, a lot of other new countries also moving into Singapore. Like mm-hmm. when I go back to Singapore, I definitely have seen um, you know increased number of people from Europe, from like America, from um, Neighboring East Asian countries like Korea, for example, and China, like a lot of them are also moving and living and working in Singapore. So um, it definitely is interesting to watch, and it really makes this city uh, even better, in my opinion. It's like a big melting pot of culture now. Mm. Yeah, I feel like Singapore is on my bucket list for sure to go because I feel like it's like a yeah, it's like well, obviously I mentioned crazy rich Asians before, but I don't, I don't imagine that's how it actually is. But like you know, the scene where they have they're in the marketplace and they're just like all sorts of the food. Kind of when you said the mix, the melting pot of culture that reminded me of that scene where they're just all grabbing food from different places and coming together and eating. That's kind of like my. Um, I will love I to host you when you guys come to Singapore. I'll bring you. Huh? On a, I'll bring you on a crazy poor Asian tour. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to. <laughs> That's fine too. I'm happy with that too. But yeah, it's it's cleanliness and all the good. I don't know. Everything they hear about Singapore is like positive. <laughs> yeah, you know, Baltimore. There's that like negative stereotype of like the wire and violence, and then New York too. Sometimes they say like, you know, it's stinky or you know whatever. Like a lot of homeless people, whatever. Like they those kinds of stereotypes. For Singapore, I can't even think of a negative stereotype I've heard about that. So. It's, you know, you guys must be doing something right. Oh, well, <laughs> very high effort. Thank you, guys. Well, I'm sure there are negative things in, uh, yeah, I just, not right now. I couldn't think of it. Wow. <laughs> Fortunately. That means okay. it's a good city. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, hearing and listening to all your pros and cons of its city, which city is the best for you to live? Um, should I start from me? <laughs> sure. Okay, okay, okay. sure. <laughs> I mean, I actually even, I mean, I don't have much experience living in other cities, only Seoul and Baltimore. So it's just um, unfair comparing just two, having two options. But um, I know that Seoul is definitely one of the best cities to live in because it's safe, fast and convenient. But um, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes life here can be a little bit um, challenging because of its competitions. Um, so if I have a choice, I um, definitely want to live in the try living in the West Coast, where houses are big, and you can go to the beach whenever you want and enjoy your life. But expensive living cost might be an issue, though. Well, you can earn more. <laughs> you just have to be a baller. Yeah, but yeah, more. yeah, it's a dream. We can dream, so 
I know we can all dream. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm similar with you, um, Heather. Mm. You know, practically speaking, I could see myself living in the DMV area, this whole DC, Maryland, Virginia area. There, it's really known for like good public schools, um, very family friendly. You get the four seasons if you like that. And lots of nature that's accessible too. And also a lot of jobs for someone like me who's interested in like research or government jobs or international relations. So it is like a hub for certain kinds of jobs, which, you know, it's, it's fitting to, to my industry. But I also love California. That's where I was born. And the weather is just like, you can't beat. And like you said, Heather, like the beach is accessible. The fort, there's like forests, there's beaches, there's desert. There's like all sorts of landscapes that you could, you could want to visit. But, and like obviously Napa and the wineries and just a lot of world-class um, spots to visit. But Practically speaking, I don't know if I could afford to live in California or have the same standard of life that I want or that I could have, um, you know, in, in this area. So it's like a tough thing. I, I always go back and forth. Like, oh, I kind of want to go back to California, but then I'd also have to like be okay living in a one bedroom or a two bedroom for the rest of my life. You know, whereas you know, that is would it, be different. I mean, is it that movie. expensive compared to like PMV area? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. It, even like people who are you know making. Lots of money in like the tech industry, you know, it's hard for them to buy a buy a house too. So, hmm. how much more for someone who's not in the tech industry? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a hard thing. But I think if I think about my like family and future and whatnot, I mean, the DMV is great too. Yeah, it is. It is great for settling down as well. I see. So you're well, living I, in a dream city now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be Baltimore, but like this area, you know, it's, mm, 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 mm. it's, it's nice. Yeah. Well, I I think that I feel like we all actually have one place in common that we all want to settle down in. <laughs> like for myself, I definitely also imagine like the West Coast as being mm. the better place that I always dreamed of and fantasized like. Um, so I came to the States first uh, in my undergraduate days as an exchange student and I was living in San Diego. And mm. so I was so in love with the beaches and the nature and I just love Cali in general. Like if you want nature, just nature. If you want like, you know, city lifestyle, there are cities. And then mm -hmm. the, the, if you want wineries and I'm big time wine lover. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> I know you guys know that. Right? <laughs> so many options of like wineries that you can visit. And I don't know, I have, I mean, I've never really like worked there and lived there. So I don't know how the pace of life is going to be like, but I guess like as an outsider, I'm kind of imagining like maybe there's a little bit of a in-between, you know, of the extreme. Like I see New York as one extreme end of workaholism. And then like you also have like the other side, which is like, you know, it might be too late back. So that's not going to work out for me too. So I see like the West Coast as possibly, I don't know, I mean, correct mm -hmm. me like this so possibly like the in-between and I really hope that it, it would be so I think mm -hmm. for me, like, uh, the west coast would be an option and ironically like I you know I, I left Singapore to come to the states to experience different life uh, experiences and um, but yeah like I, I wouldn't say that New York necessarily is the city for me as I learned like um it would actually be somewhere in Asia or like, you know, Seoul, Singapore. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're going to step out, leave home to discover that, you know, your home is really... The nice. patient home. <laughs> yeah. 
the beauty, to appreciate the true beauty of your whole region. <laughs> so I definitely grew an appreciation of where I come from, the region that I come from. Um, but yeah, I guess like in terms of the states-wise, if I choose to continue staying on here, I definitely see the West Coast as a, a fantasy for me, a place that I would really mm. want it. But I mean, of course, like you know, there's like the practical side of like whether can you afford a house there. Um, right now, I, I would see that maybe the rent is like maybe even compare comparable yeah. a, little, a little bit worse than New York. So I mean, right now, like living here, paying high rent, I don't see I could like how I could afford a house. So I don't know how it's gonna work oh. out. <laughs> Yeah, I see. So maybe we all just need to meet in the West Coast next. I know. That's, that's where of we course. can. Yeah. <laughs> we can all share a room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. house. How about that? <laughs> if our podcasts are successful, we can um, rent, rent a studio and record there. <laughs> Bong <Bonfant. laughs> Okay, I think um, time is up. And let's um, sum up. Um, <laughs> this is um, what we have prepared so far for this episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, oh, please let us know if you have further questions about us or the cities after listening to our podcast. So see you next. See you at the next podcast. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.